We welcome you to this episode of Snippets. I, Aishwarya, and Sangavi will be the host for this episode. Today's episode will feature Dr. Jamil Rizwana Husaindin sharing her insights on digital eye strain. Before going ahead, please take the MCQ test on digital eye strain before and after listening to the podcast. The link for the MCQ test is given below. Dr. Jamil Rizwana Husaindin is an assistant professor at the Elite School of Optometry and also heads the Department of Binocular Vision and Vision Therapy Clinic at Shankar Netralia. She is also a clinical diplomate from the American Academy of Optometry and the president of AAO India chapter. It is our honor to invite you to this first episode on optometry. Thank you very much for inviting me and I'm so glad to have you both as the host for today. Welcome Ms. Aishwarya, our graduate research student and Ms. Sangavi, our binocular vision clinic optometrist. I would be more than happy to share my thoughts on this much-needed topic of the hour, especially with the increased use of digital devices, all of us currently working from home, and this spans across all age groups beginning kindergarten to professionals. Yeah, so as we get into the session, what is digital eye strain, Dr. Riz? So earlier, we would call this as computer vision syndrome. Even now, this is an accepted terminology and is being commonly used. But as we know that our digital devices are not just restricted to computers. So digital eye strain or DES is a much more apt term and is also an emerging public health problem that encompasses any kind of digital devices, be it smartphones, iPads, tablets, laptops and personal computers. And DES thus represents a spectrum of visual and ocular related difficulties resulting from prolonged gadget use without taking adequate or frequent breaks in between. I completely agree with you, Dr. Riz. I also came across various reports which suggest that an average adult spends about 5 to 12 hours on his or her gadget per day. And 50 to 90% of these gadget users experience some form of symptoms due to gadget use. And at a period like this, where we are all quarantined in our homes and left with gadgets to play, work and relax, it only increases our screen time, isn't it? And we are also aware that it's not good for our eyes. In fact, I feel that my eyes are very dry now. So let's hear from Dr. Riz her views on what exactly happens to our eyes when we use these gadgets. Prolonged gadget use can cause exertion on the ocular muscles, like on our ciliary muscles that control accommodation and our extraocular muscles that control the virgins or the focusing system of the eyes. A few studies suggest that after two to four hours of gadget use, a delayed pupillary response to light is reported. The next is a blink rate. Normally, we blink about 17 to 26 times per minute, but when we are using gadgets, a five-fold decrease in the blink rate is noted. So, the blink rate goes down all the way to 3 to 12 times per minute. And this can induce dryness in our eyes, which can further result in irritation. It is also shown in research that children who use smartphones are at increased risk of developing dry eye disease. And the more number of hours the smartphone is used, there is the increased risk. Now, this study was in fact done on children in grades 1 to 6. 
But the good news is this. After reducing the time on smartphones, the symptoms and signs improved within just four weeks. Great. I'm quite relieved to hear that, Dr. Riz. So, what are the potential symptoms that someone with digital eye strain can suffer from? So, basically, all digital eye strain related symptoms can be classified under four broader categories. The first, of course, is vision related. So, patients can come with complaints of eye strain, frontal headache, heaviness around the eyes and double vision. The second is ocular motor or eye muscle related issues. And that can again be any form of eye strain, focusing difficulty like after longer hours of working with computers, when they try to focus at distance, it can take quite a while to get the focus back and vice versa. And again, double vision. The third most important component is dry eye or ocular surface related complaints. And that can range from just feeling dryness, redness, itching, irritation, soreness of eyes. And if someone uses contact lenses, then they can report an increased discomfort with contact lenses due to the dryness. The last category is can be called as like other symptoms and this can include general eye discomfort, sensitivity to bright light and any kind of symptoms that are attributed to ergonomic and musculoskeletal disorders. Thank you very much for the elaborate explanation of the symptoms. We are just so curious to know as to why digital devices compared to other newer activities like book reading, knitting, etc. causes more eye strain. Please enlighten us Dr. Riz. That's in fact a very uh, great question, Sangavi. It's important to know the underlying function indeed. We all know that you know working on a computer is different from reading a printed text. What we see on the computer screen is basically composed of pixels. So these are tiny features compared to the text on a hard copy. And now if we put the factors such as resolution, depending upon the monitor that someone uses, the screen factors such as brightness, contrast, screen glare, the refresh rate, then the demand on one's visual system drastically increases. Now imagine handheld devices where there is a difference in the monitor size and position and we tend to take handheld devices much more closer than a regular computer and this adds to the visual effort. Now to add up to all this is the seating posture and any uncorrected visual problems. Wow, that was quite an extensive description of the causes, Dr. Riz. So, if someone with digital eye strain seeks an advice of an eye care professional, what do you think they do in the clinic? So, it all starts from uh, a regular comprehensive eye examination that includes examination of the anterior and the posterior segment. Now, specific to digital eye strain, it all starts with a detailed history where we look at factors that contribute to the symptoms, beginning from hours of the computer or gadget use, specific visual issues that someone faces during the device use, the number of uh, breaks that they take and any other related symptoms. The second component, as we said, is doing a dry eye assessment where we do a tear breakup time evaluation, Schirmer's test, Rose Bengal staining and evaluate the tear meniscus height. The third component is doing a comprehensive binocular vision assessment where we look for any factors that contribute to binocular vision dysfunctions such as the presence of convergence insufficiency or accommodative dysfunctions. The last component is 
doing an ergonomic assessment where we actually inquire about the posture, seating arrangement, lighting conditions in their workspace, distance from the desktop that they generally maintain and any other musculoskeletal issues. Oh my God, there are so many finer details in these assessments. So when a diagnosis of digital eye strain is made, what will be your advice, Dr. Riz? It all starts with preventative care. First is to ensure that the ergonomic work environment and practice through education and increasing awareness about DES really happens to all the stakeholders. Like every one of us who handle computers and digital devices need to be educated about this. Next is to correct any existing visual dysfunctions. So this starts from prescribing appropriate spectacle correction for any uncorrected refractive errors. And if we are going to prescribe any spectacle correction, then we also have to add anti-reflection coatings or any special tints and coatings that can maximize the visual comfort. The second component is to uh, correct the binocular vision anomalies through providing vision therapy or eye exercises because most of the digital device user have some form of accommodative dysfunctions or convergence dysfunction. The third component is to handle or manage dry related issues which is to prescribe tear substitutes, advice about frequent blinking and also making sure that the air conditioner that is there in the workspace if not centralized is not blowing directly onto the face. The last is actually looking at if any special lens designs like anti-fatigue lenses can be tried in the absence of any non-strabismic binocular vision problems or any other issues that we discussed just before. Wonderful. You keep mentioning about ergonomics. How do you think our gadgets should be placed to reduce the digital eye strain? This is very important Aishwarya, especially looking at how the monitor should be placed. The monitor should be placed 4 to 5 inches below the eye level as measured from the center of the screen and about 20 to 28 inches from the eyes. It's also important to place the reference materials above the keyboard and below the monitor or if we are using laptops like most of us, you have to keep the reference material parallel to the screen sideways. The goal is to restrict the neck movements. I often encounter glare on my screen which makes it very uncomfortable to work. So how should the lighting of the working environment be? Lighting has to be set in such a way to avoid glare basically. Just make sure that the light doesn't direct, directly fall on the digital screen and it's also preferable to use LED lights over fluorescent lights and to use blinds or curtains on windows just to cut down the excessive light that falls on the computer monitor. In case the lighting could not be modified, like now that we are working from home and we can't do much with the lighting, then we can use anti-glare screens. Great! Are there any specific seating posture or position that we need to keep in our mind while using these gadgets? Of course, yes. The first is our seating position. We need to use padded chairs that conforms to the body, feet resting flat on the floor and to use chairs with adjustable chair heights. Next is having a chair that also has an armrest while we type and the wrist should not rest on the keyboard while we type. It's very important to restrict those unnecessary wrist movements and to use mouse over the mouse pads that we have in laptops. And we also have to make sure that simple stretches in the office 
or even at home can be done for both the body and the neck every one to two hours. For example, there is this trapezius muscle stretch where you just sit straight, keeping your feet on the floor. Just tilt your head, for example, to the right side where your right ear touches the right shoulder and then hold for 30 seconds. Now, while you are doing the stretch, make sure that the head is not deviated to any one side and you keep looking straight. To just increase the pressure on that muscle stretch, you can catch hold of a table with your left hand. Now, just repeat the stretch on the opposite side. Now, do these for five repetitions on either side and such simple stretches can do a lot to reduce the musculoskeletal discomfort. Wow, looks like we can do this simple stretch right at the place of work. Can you please give us a quick snapshot, especially about limiting screen time and the famous 20-20-20 rule? Of course, Sangavi. See, it's all about limiting the screen time. And now, see, all devices have what we call as the digital well-being mode, where you can kind of key in the number of hours of work and the reminder that it has, that the device has to give you to take those frequent breaks. It's about, you know, consciously taking these frequent breaks. And you also have specific apps that can be downloaded from Play Store that will also give us an alarm and remind us of the breaks that we need to be taking. So, number one is taking those frequent breaks. Or this 20-20-20 rule just kind of reinforces the same thing. Like after every 20 minutes of continuous near work, take a break where you just shift your focus from the computer monitor to something far off, say at about a distance of 20 feet, for, and then keep this focus for about 20 seconds. And this is all like, you know, taking those shorter breaks. Or just put it simply, after every two hours of continuous digital screen use, Take a 15 minutes break and this is applicable across all ages. Amazing! That sounds so simple for every one of us to adapt and follow. I should start trying them out indeed. Can you also highlight a bit about other lifestyle modifications? First is just a simple switch to a phone call over text messages. If there's too much to discuss, switch to a phone call. Number two. When you take a break and want to have a want to have like food or like whatever water, please do it with your family and friends instead of again, you know, switching back to your gadgets. Third is moving over to listening to informative podcasts like this over binge watching in television and gadgets because now it's this whole vicious cycle like for uh, education, for work-related purposes, we use digital devices. And again, for entertainment, we switch back to the same device. So it, this, is a con this is a vicious cycle that needs to be stopped at some point. Then reading hard copy books before sleep. There's a very important point that I want to stress here. The short wavelength blue light in the range of 400 to 500 nanometers that comes from these digital devices are known to interfere with our circadian rhythms or what we call the sleep cycles. So it's important to shift to night mode in your handheld devices once the sun sets to cut down the short wavelength blue light and its impact on your sleep cycle. It's also super important to stay away from the gadgets for at least two hours before we go to sleep and after we wake up to stay away from these gadgets for at least an hour. The next point is to pick a new and do a new hobby away from gadgets like Look at innovative ways of engaging with friends and family for a group dance, aerobics, or any kind of fun activities. 
the last important point is to spend some time outdoors be it a quick walk in nature getting exposed to the outdoor light or uh, or just you know like a stair walk at your office or if the, you don't have anything to do then just daydream as it can give you that creativity spike it's all about being mindful of the consequences of digital devices on your eye and overall health to sum up what dr riz said we should limit gadget use take frequent breaks have a me time without gadget maintain a good seating posture at least one arm distance from the monitor screens frequent blinking and regular eye exams are the key takeaways from this conversation it is very clear that digital eye strain is an indication of the overall health when it comes to excessive use of gadgets this is indeed an eye opener thank you dr riz for this extensive interview on digital eye strain a heartfelt gratitude for patiently listening and answering all our questions and all the solutions that we have proposed today are so simple and yet holistic that it would not just ensure eye vision health but that would also enhance the overall well-being of an individual so much for us to start practicing right away completely agree with both of you and well said we can never deny the revolution and advancements digital devices and technology has brought into our lives the concern is the excessive use of gadgets being a threat to the overall well-being and we as adults should start to emulate these healthy practices for children and the next generation to adapt to so that all of us have a happier and healthier lifestyle and it's been a pleasure to engage with both of you in this wonderful conversation on digital eye strain especially at the most needed time let's have a happy healthy lifestyle and use gadgets diligently to our needs thank you both once again from this podcast we are starting something new called the question of the week listeners who answer the question right will be revealed in the next episode of snippets and the link is in the description below now here is the question of the week a person who has above 12 prisms exophoria apnea is viewing his ipad at 30 cm which part of the virgin system is under increased demand in this situation Thank you.